Hi, we're Candor Beach, and we're here to talk to you about world events and their impact on consumer psychology in India and around the world. Today, we're going to talk about the business of social media. We are primarily going to delve into the three actors in the ecosystem, that is the platforms themselves, consumers, and businesses. So without further ado, Silesh, what do platforms get? So the platforms actually provide a, a you know like a good social media platform for all the cust- consumers they already have. And on top of it, they're actually harvesting data. That's the biggest uh, the money maker in that in in the in that particular uh, group. Like you know like Facebook, Twitter, all of them are harvesting data. So if you take everything and they actually package it, sell it to advertisers. You guys, you know, so <laughs> to to get better revenue. Right, like that conversation fell off the deep end really quickly. Happy consumers, that's primarily what social media platforms are doing. And by the way, they're also collecting data. There is no service charge for participating in these platforms. I mean, if you're unless you're counting the subscription for Blue Ticks. Yeah, subscription for Blue Ticks is a very small thing, right? So it's not even. It's not about that. It's mostly about how much it, how much they are extracting from the consumers. Yeah, it's primarily around uh, data, as you spoke about. But uh, subscription, I think, wasn't small. They were looking at like a two billion, three billion sort of pull in. I mean, at the end of the day, it's it's basically how your producers maximize their utility. All right. So, so what sorry, do go ahead. consumers get? Consumers, all right. Um, I would say it helps them stay in touch with their friends and family. Mm-hmm. So keep in touch with your loved ones. That was, I think, how um, instant messaging came to be, right? Like when you had AOL Messenger, when you had Yahoo Messenger. And that, I think, evolved to MySpace and Orkut, where you could have testimonials. Like it, it was essentially an evolution off of uh, instant messaging, like a combination and an evolution. And that built out to Facebook, which primarily, I think, what I guess what social media platforms were driving to consumers was what they wanted, like what they found most engaging, the inf- piece of pieces of information that they cared about most of all. And that obviously is changing from time to time, considering the platforms that have been the center of attention, Facebook for almost a decade, Instagram, YouTube, and now TikTok. I don't know what the fate of threads will be. Like it just launched and it's already got how many users? 10 million, you said. 10 million, yes. 10 million users already. That's insane. But it's largely like, have you used threads just yet? I just made an account. Right. All right. So do you think it's going to compete with Twitter adequately? So there are two parts. This is uh, adoption and there's engagement. So how much of adoption going to have? You can already see 10, uh, 10 million already, you know, getting into the platform. But how much of engagement are these guys going to create? Like, it's always been that inertia, right? Like, people will not move to a new platform. Like, it's, all, it's competing with Twitter. So if you look in, in that perspective, like the the Twitter clones never took off. Like there was uh, Mastodon, there was uh, you know the other uh, Twitter clones, which actually where a lot of people were like, oh yeah, you know I'm going to jump onto that, but it never actually took off. Like through. So why do you think they didn't work out? 
Um, I would think because it's just uh, the people resist the change, you know, like people are not, it's something new, you know, why, why fix something which is not already um, broken? Like, yeah. Right. Why fix what ain't broken? That's an interesting perspective. That's that's one for sure, an inertia that prevents people from adopting what's new. I would also say that those platforms didn't necessarily give people what they wanted. So I think I should have built on my what consumers get. One was they would like to stay in touch with their friends and family. Another is they like to keep in touch with the news. Some people get their news from social media. They get reviews from social media like MKBHD is some someone I follow and try and uh, learn from. There's the morning brew that talks about um, actual news. And there are other outlets out there. And of course, they can't forget this, the actual companies, the brands. People like following and engaging with their brands, their favorite brands. Oh, damn, influencers. I forgot about influencers. <laughs> I don't think in, there was sufficient critical, like you didn't achieve critical mass on these new platforms because you didn't have the right lodestones. You didn't have these influencers. You didn't have brands pulling people there. You didn't have influencers that people cared about pulling people there. And therefore, they didn't care. Like with some of these platforms that competed with Twitter, there was one that was completely um, focused on the Republicans, if I'm, not, if I'm not wrong. Yeah, truth social. So you have Truth Social, you have um, um, you have uh, the other one, which is Mastodon. So one is right wing, one is left wing. But then, you know, you're not you're not uh, in the center. So you don't have people engaging uh, when you actually in the center, you make these both sides actually engage and you'll have a higher engagement. But if you are if you are on the same side of the spectrum on both sides, you know, you're not going to engage well. So you're going to end up agreeing with the person. So with this conversation, uh, I have to ask, what is the impact of social media on politics? Huh, that's a very good question. So loaded question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I mean, social medias have been, you know, marred with all those problems, right? So they had this uh, Facebook was supporting um, or influencing 2016 election, uh, and they had all these uh, lawsuits which went in. So recently, I think there was a lawsuit which, uh, not even a lawsuit, the judge actually uh, instructed Biden administration to uh, cut down. Lay off of social media. Yeah, no, 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 to stop talking to the social media. uh, And because all speech is protected speech, except, you know, anything uh, violent. Right. So uh just to quickly summarize the judge was talking about biden's administration the biden administration's influence on uh, curbing certain kinds of speech on social media yeah correct yeah. all right so, what else like um you talked about influencing the 2016 elections mm-hmm. what is your opinion on that so they say the facebook was very um you know in, in deep in influencing the election towards uh, Donald Trump. But, you know, they, uh, you know, I might be biased, but, um, you know, they bought advertisements, like heavy advertising was done on Facebook, both sides. They who? The Republicans uh, bought advertising. The Republicans did, you know, the, the Democrats did, but 
I think the Republicans outweighed more than the Democrats in, you know, uh, social media spending. But and wasn't that a fair thing? Was that influenced? Like we are talking about social media influence. Was that influenced yeah. by the platform? Yeah. Um, if you if you if you actually push more advertising of one side and influence one side to get more votes, of course that's election mm. influencing, right? It is, but yeah. is that what happened? Yeah, there was uh, even uh, a scandal which happened, right? The the Russian media company, uh, which actually put a lot of money into the Facebook, um, Facebook, and they actually influenced. There was a lawsuit on it. I forgot the name of the company. Um, no, but, that's okay. I understand. So we don't have conclusive evidence, but we have a lot of conjecture with supporting facts around the fact that the election was influenced. Yeah. Circumstantial evidence. Circumstantial evidence. Interesting. All right. So politicians, elections, like it, it helps significantly with their campaigning. That's that's one actor within the consumer domain. What's the second group? Influencers. I, mm-hmm. I can't believe I forgot that again. <laughs> what about influencers? What value do they get? So when I come to influencers, what makes me think is like, all these new platforms, what is the USP they're bringing, unique selling point? Like, what is thread so different from Twitter, which is going to make it stand out? That's what makes me think. Like, yeah, influencers it's new, are... It's new, shiny. Sure, but, you know, that's where, like, a USP is what's in. Like... Why uh, Truth Social or Mastodon didn't take off is because they have nothing new to offer. New to offer other than, you know, like this, it's the same platform for the, you know, a, a, a same set of group of people who have a mindset on left wing or right wing. I, I would disagree slightly there. I would say that they, their positioning was different. And I will circle back to my original argument that it wasn't what engaged people, which, you know, that, that draw, that magnetism was not there because you didn't have your critical influences there. Okay, yeah, sure. You can agree with um, the influencer part. So so if you look at um, TikTok, so the TikTok actually brought a lot of influencers, right? That's why it picked up. And Yeah, let's talk about that. Why did TikTok pick off? Like quickly, we had instant messaging that evolved to your text-based profiles that built up to the crescendo that was Facebook. And then you had YouTube, which was long format, long format videos, very specific, long format. Mm -hmm. Then Instagram, which was visually engaging and like quick, right? Like you're engaging with just pictures primarily. Yeah, pictures. And then you had TikTok. What was TikTok? TikTok is the 15 to 30 seconds uh, small clips. Yeah, short form, um, short form videos. I mean, Generation uh, Z is not, don't have that much of, uh, you know, Do not attention, say span, attention span. Don't say it. <laughs> to go for that long videos. So it's for them. I would say the collective, like there is evidence that says that there's the collective attention span of human beings has fallen over time. Yeah. And of course, there is a strong influence of uh, social media. But can you, considering your healthcare background, delve into why? Like, what is happening? Like, quickly before you elaborate on the TikTok thing. 
What is happening with social it, media? It's the dopamine rush. So the the little, little clips you get, you you watch it, you you're actually chasing that rush. The the you you chasing the hormone. You know that's why TikTok actually took off. So it gives you a certain degree of satisfaction. Yeah, it gives you a certain degree of happiness, right? Yes. And so, engaging with engaging with interacting with posts just gives you that. So what happened with TikTok? Why did short form videos take off? Um, short form videos took off is because of multiple reasons. First, we already spoke about how the younger generation have a shorter time, for, you know, distraction. You know, the, they get distracted fast. So that's <laughs> one thing. So they go, they're going to hate me, but that's the truth. Uh, second is... I <laughs> Second is the hormonal rush. So every time you you look at these little clips, you have that satisfaction and you move on and you keep on getting that sat- you are activating your uh receptor. dopamine thing over and over like, again. Over like constantly over. getting hits. Exactly. And the third thing is the algorithm. So the algorithms mal- manipulated you know, so TikTok algorithm. Tell me about that. Tell me about that. There was this huge conversation about how it's different in America versus China, the the epicenter of this app. What happened? What's the so difference? if you look at if you look at TikTok in China, it 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 you know accentuates most of these videos which are DIY you know self help videos uh, for kids, and they have a forty minute timer. You know, so you they can, have an educational utility to it. Yeah. Right. Way more educational, but when it comes to TikTok in Western countries like America or Europe, where these places, it's mostly there's barely an educational, um, you know, um, you know, push uh, push in these videos, but mostly like these stupid stuff like Tide Pod Challenge, you know, which is basically very dangerous. You know, it actually. Um, you know, increase the reach of that Tide Pod challenge, and because it was doing well, right? Like because it was popular. So let's get let us not let's just so that we are clear: the platforms aren't pushing dangerous challenges; they're pushing, they're amplifying what is popular. Sure, but it has to be stopped, right? The the amp the amplification. There has to be a certain degree of censorship. Exactly. Is what you're saying. No, in, in in it's 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 hurting yourself, right? Because it's uh, self hurt, you know. Like you hurting yourself doing these type of challenges. So these these uh, platforms need to come in and slow down stuff like that, which going to cause some some kind of harm. Right. So essentially, monitoring needs to be very very strict. Yeah. Yeah. So what we're seeing is in China, educational utility high in, let's just say the West as a maybe a potentially incorrect generalization, but in the West, it's not so much. And you have more entertainment focused content. Yeah. Is that correct? That, that's correct. I was reading about how Instagram's algorithm, much like YouTube's algorithm, is now more search focused. Like it depends upon what the consumer, what users, type in into the search like it's more like if your content feeds a need it is going to be provided to the people that are requesting this primarily because the platform benefits and the person who has created the video or photo or whatever benefits as well like they get engagement the platform gets engagement if Mm -hmm. if the people producing content on your platform get more views people 
there are consumers that are naturally spending more time on your platform and therefore that's a win for platforms typically. Yeah. Right? And in terms of the censorship bit that you were talking about, maybe platforms can, like with the rise of machine learning and I, I'm sure Artific this is already being done, right? Artificial intelligence, machine learning. There is going to be a certain degree of uh, monitoring to make sure that there are challenges that are monitored. And like there was that whole thing about COVID, right? Like to prevent the spread of incorrect information, there was this tag, like each time someone spoke about COVID, there's this tag saying, has a conversation about COVID. Please use yeah. your judgment. Disclaimer right behind it. Right. All right. So we've talked about what platforms get and we've talked about what consumers get from a politician's point of view and from an influencer's point of view. So what do marketers get? <laughs> or the businesses? What do marketers get? <laughs> I would say that social media is a marketer's dream because it's basically giving you the ability to talk to your consumers where they are at primarily, right? That's the premise. So you've already touched upon data like platforms collect data and marketeers or businesses get this data. So we are able to understand how consumers behave, like what their preferences are, what I could do to better cater to you, the savory version, or basically pull your attention, right? So that's, that's one, data on consumer behavior. Um, Real-time feedback. Real-time feedback would be another big thing because through polls, through conversations, like if you as a customer don't like the Apple Vision Pro, you are going to let me know straight up on Twitter or threads now that you don't like the Apple Vision Pro. And then I know, and then I could choose to engage with you and find out why, or you would let me know anyway, like through a review, like via influencers or yeah, like on Instagram, on YouTube, where have you. Or next, um, it shortens your go-to-market cycle because it's essentially amplifying uh, a brand's reach. So yeah. like if I'm connected to you by either by you following me or through me using ads, I can reach you quicker. Again, Vision Pro as an example. I know Apple does a big event anyway, but then when it finally launches or when the iPhone finally launches, you have... On occasion, like maybe not Apple. Apple is not very prolific with uh, social media as far as I've seen, but there are other companies like you have these advertisements popping up or you have conversations popping up about their about their campaigns, right? So shorter go-to-market and uh, time through the marketing funnel overall because social media has evolved from just being a conversation to also enabling e-commerce. So I can get you to, or I can push you to buy on these platforms. Um, what affiliate else? Push marketing. Affiliate marketing would be one, yeah. one such example, yeah. Finally, it gives me the ability, like this ties into the real-time feedback bit that I was saying, but it gives me the ability to make the customer a key decision maker. Like through real-time feedback, again, through conversations, through understanding what your preferences are, you are essentially guiding me as a business to build something, build an experience that you would truly enjoy. Yeah. Now, those are the pros. The downsides, 
potentially making a customer a key decision maker. That's not necessarily a good thing. You have to take that with a pinch of salt. Customers, like Steve Jobs said with the iPad, customers don't necessarily know what they want. It's a need that you as a business might have to generate. Um, shortening go-to-market go to times, that also creates like if your product failed, everybody's going to know about it and very quickly. Yeah. That's that's risky. Yeah. Real-time feedback, real-time feedback on Twitter. Like Twitter at one point in time was known as a platform where people primarily go to complain. Not helpful. So that's, which is why people have online reputation management firms as well. And of course, data on consumer behavior, like this whole, these hoops that brands have to jump through to collect your data, privacy, security. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. That's a good thing. As a consumer, I'm happy. But from a brand's perspective, yeah, so pros and cons are essentially the same list. I would add another con to it too. So review bombing, you know, so I say- you Online know, reputation management. Yeah, that, that basically. Um, but but there are way uh, there are times where you you know like YouTube removed the uh, the dislike button. God, really? Yeah, you can you, you <laughs> cannot see how many dislikes are on a video. Yeah, yeah. Because they didn't remove the button. They just they removed. Yeah, the they, it's number. there, but you cannot see how many dislikes because White House videos were getting bombed. Ah, that's what you meant. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I guess like with with some of the points that you brought up with the dopamine jump, the serotonin jump, I think there is also the fact that because social media has this strong influence on you, because you spend consumers tend to spend a lot of time on social media today, it also becomes a core source of validation for the self. Like mm -hmm. I get value out of how much engagement I receive or I get value out of how many conversations because we are social people at the end of the day. Yeah. It is important to us. So that I think is a potential drawback. Like it increases users anxiety. It in potentially can depress you. You're potentially tied to your device is this conversation with that uh, about how social media, like about how your cell phone is essentially like like when you when you don't have your cell phone, it's almost like you have phantom limb syndrome. Like you have to be connected to other people somehow. Yeah, yeah. So there are there are there are pros too. Like you are able to keep in touch with the people that we talked about, like the brands, the your friends and family, your favorite influencers. You are able to keep in touch with the latest trends. Like if you're really into fashion, you know what the latest trends are. You don't have to wait for a way to talk to a specific person or wait for it to come up in uh, in and around you. Like you don't have to see it. You know, because social media has done that for you. There are also yeah. cons that you have to guard yourself against misinformation with respect to the elections, as an example, or general anxiety, you know, like if you're not getting the validation you require, or if your validation is tied to how many likes or impressions you have. So in that perspective, do you think India did a, a good job banning TikTok? you think that was a good decision? At the time, I disagreed with it. I thought the fact that you were closing a door was restrictive, unnecessarily so. But in hindsight, I guess, like, what would I do with Twitter? It's an it, it it was insanely engaging. Like I was on it necessarily for an hour a day, but that was an hour a day that I don't think I was doing anything productive. Like watching TikTok. 
Yeah, and I'm not saying that TikTok can't be used for productive things. I wasn't being productive on TikTok. I wasn't being productive on Instagram, which is why until today, I had deactivated my Instagram account. Like today, I, I uh, got back in because I wanted to try threads out. I wanted to see what the fuss oh, yeah, was about. Oh, yeah, you, you, you didn't have an Instagram account. I didn't have an Instagram account, <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. yeah. You actually activated it for threads. Yeah, yeah, I did. I wanted to check that out. Yeah. So that's my opinion on the India banning thing. Like in retrospect, great. At the time, like I'm not going to say that. At the time, I thought it was bad. I, I mean, at the time, I thought it was good. I, I, I even, wasn't pleased. Even FTC was um, actually commending India for banning TikTok because, mm. you know, they, they banned uh, TikTok for all the congressional member phones. You cannot have TikTok on uh, any uh, device which is in the Capitol Hill because of, uh, you know, spying uh, reasons. Right. All right. So final thoughts. Like, I'm going to ask you a question. You have to answer this as honestly and as uh, you have to give me a reason for it as well. Yeah. Mm. If there was one thing you could change about social media, what would that be? I would say remove censorship completely. Um, but only limited to it if it's illegal, you know, like remove it to a level where only uh, illegal acts cannot be uh, or have to be taken down. Everything else, let it be on it. Free speech. Yeah, I feel like that's a sentence that's looking left and right at the same time because you are censoring, but not. And I get why you say that, because obviously... Mm, there is a certain degree of monitoring that is required, right? Like you talked about the Tidepod challenge. Mm-hmm. If it were me, mm-hmm. I would somehow want for social media to be providing positive utility, like beyond entertainment. I feel like, and this might just be my limited experience, but I feel like social media has been heavily focused on entertainment. There are strong components of education, like with people like MKBHD, who are reviewing tech, uh, Cleo Abrams, who's also uh, reviewing disruptive fields. You have people who are spreading positive educational information. Morning Brew. I'd like yeah, for morning. that kind of I'd like for that kind of content to maybe get to the forefront. I understand that algorithms aren't necessarily going to socialize things that people aren't pulling. But at the same time, like that would be my dream for social media. Basically, make a Chinese TikTok algorithm <laughs> world view. <laughs> maybe, like, maybe. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. On that note, we're going to see you on the next one. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Goodbye.